this new series of Location, Location, Location on TV, and it's quite different to the original Australian series. What happens behind the scenes on a property show? And how can you tell if you're watching experts at work? Welcome to Your First Home Buyer Guide, the podcast for first home buyers who want to move it along and become homeowners. But most importantly, it is for home buyers who want to get it right. I'm Megan and that was Veronica. We're both buyers agents and probably old enough to be your mum. And that's a good thing because between us, we've got over 45 years experience to share with you and bucket loads of stories and avoidable mistakes. Together, we're going to make sure you get unbiased and real information you can rely on. We've got loads of free tips for you in this episode. And if you'd like more useful tools, head over to the website, homebuyeracademy.com.au. There you'll get access to our free webinar, How to Buy Your First Home with the Right Amount of Debt. You'll also find the holy grail of home buying education, Your First Home Buyer Guide, the online course of people who want to be educated home buyers. We have created this for you to help you get on the right path to home ownership for your first home and beyond. But before we get into the interesting stuff in this week's episode, here's the boring bit, the disclaimer. You of course know that nothing in this podcast is to be taken as personal advice. We always recommend getting the advice of an expert in their field who takes the time to understand your personal situation. We've done our very best to ensure that the content is correct at the time of recording. Things change rapidly. So always check with the relevant government authority or your trusted advisors to get the most up-to-date information. Today we're talking about location, location, location and property TV shows in general. What you see on the screen isn't necessarily the full picture. We're going to go behind the curtain to uncover some of the secrets of these shows. Yeah, and look, you may be aware there's a new series on free-to-air called Location, Location, Location. The premise is that a couple of hosts help a couple of home buyers find their dream home. Great. We all love a good find a home story. Well, the series isn't actually that new. The format started in the UK in 2000. Now, you may be familiar with the original host, Kirsty and Phil. There was then a spin-off show called Relocation, Relocation a few years ago. And this spin-off got its own Australian version in 2011 before the three series of Location, Location, Location were filmed. And they were filmed in Australia with two property professionals, one of which is our very own Veronica Morgan. Ooh, so in case you didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago or so, I was traipsing around the country uh, with a a crew, a television crew following me, helping people buy property across this great land of ours. Now, and I have to say, Veronica, I still come across people in my buyer's agency business and certainly students of Home Buyer Academy who still watch the reruns of that show because they actually get to learn something from what you were doing on that show. Well, let me tell you, it's actually... Um, we did four years of it. So we did one year of relocation, relocation, and three years of location, 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 Australia. And that means that we created 40 episodes and they are still being played. Absolutely. They've been playing on Foxtel and they're also played on Binge. 
And they're also played, well, the last time I sort of saw this um, on Qantas because one day I was flying somewhere and I got up and went all the way down the back of the, the aeroplane to go to the toilet. And as I walked back down the aisle, I could see my face on all these little screens. <laughs> what an event. What a moment in time. What am I doing on everyone's <laughs> chairs? <laughs> a bit weird. A bit weird because I thought all those people clocked me going to the toilet. But anyway. Despite all of that. So, yes, a lot of people do still watch the shows and we had a great time filming them. And I have to tell you that um, I learned a lot about buying property across the country But and Bryce had um, different experience in different states. So this is sort of where I began to understand, you know, the thing that we bang on about all the time is that the the legislation and buying a property is different state to state. That's where I actually start to, started to learn that. It was and, where you learned that you didn't know what you didn't know oh in the my other God. states, even yes. though you're an area expert in your own state well it's a classic actually because i felt very lacking in confidence let me tell you buying in any state other than new south wales and so i really relied heavily on 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 bryce at the time because he uh had operated in queensland victoria and wa and by piecing together what with the differences in those states to New South Wales, I could also learn to ask the right questions when we bought in South Australia, when we bought in Tasmania. Uh, I don't think we bought anywhere. Oh, we bought in Canberra too. Oh, did we? I can't remember now. But um, so when we bought in other jurisdictions, I learned from that the questions to ask so that I was fully aware of what I didn't know. And, and it's a very dangerous thing. There's a lot of buyers agents, for instance, that do get licensed in one state and they can get um, what's called uh uh mutual recognition thank you that's the term mutual recognition in other states and then but that's not taught and it's horrific to think that but anyway that's a different um a different different show <laughs> look this series is a revamp of a, a, you know it is a tried and true format um but there is a really big difference which i could see clearly when i watched the first episode and yes i have watched all episodes i i am a property tragic but um i think you know there's a little bit of a difference between property and entertainment here, which I think we'll delve into shortly. Well, I, I guess I should step in and confess that I have not watched any of the new series. Um, I can certainly add my insights into what goes into the making of a property show. I'll also sort of draw a bit of a distinction between Free to Air and Foxtel, and our genre was what we called infotainment, not straight entertainment. And so they really did, um, they they cast for the host, the positions of hosts by looking for people who are experts in their field. And so, and I, I do know, um, I do know who the hosts of the new series are and I do know that they are not property experts. So automatically you can see that Channel 10 in their casting, uh, the criteria they looked for is obviously for different characteristics than what Foxtel were looking for. So I can imagine it's a very different show. But what did you observe, Megan? Well, I, I have, as, as I say, I've, I've watched the episodes and, and I can see that the producers have gone for a happy, fun vibe. And, you know, that is entertainment. The hosts are colourful, they're flamboyant, and they really do seem to have a caring nature. And I, and I think that's important. Um, and, and it actually is quite engaging. It makes for great TV and it engages the emotions of the viewer because a lot of people can understand some of the the 
the people that are buying the properties, some of the challenges that they're facing, whether that be need to buy really quickly because there's a baby on the way or there's a wedding coming up or they're relocating or they've outgrown the home, you know, all the new partners. They, these are all really emotional times in people's lives where they often do go searching for a new home. So it's very real. The, the, the situations are very real and really relatable. Um, well, let me just kick in there because obviously from a television point of view, they're looking for a backstory and they're looking for um, ways to create urgency. So, oh, they have to buy a property by then because there's a wedding or there's a, you know, the, the whole family is coming from overseas or there's a baby coming. Yeah, they haven't got 10 months to wait to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So they've got to create the the tension in the storyline and they also got to create jeopardy. There's a word that's used in, in television a lot, jeopardy. So you cut to an ad break, they'll be hanging on some sort of knife edges. <laughs> does it, is the offer accepted or not? Do they decide they hate the property and or does she love it and he hates it and they're going to have a big World War III three or that sort of thing is certainly the drama. Um, and even though in you know, that's the entertainment, I guess, angle of what we had in our in our um in our versions of the show as well, that you know, that was all what the producers are really wanting to sort of ramp up and get happening. And obviously people and that's with, what we enjoy watching. Of course. And people with really unrealistic expectations putting the hosts to the test, you know, that's obviously something that that makes for good television as well. It does. Look, for me, it's it's TV, right? It's not education. No, it's not, not <laughs> any representation of what a professional buyer's agent would do. So I want to be really, really careful and clear that, um, and, and I'm sure that hopefully the representation and what people are seeing is these are not buyer's agents who are working with buyers to purchase a property and acting on their behalf. So the difference between entertainment um, and TV and an actual education and professionals guiding buyers through a process, that's not what I got from, from this show, which is quite different to the original series and and, and the, the shows that you're involved with. And I have to say, you know, um, it did leave me a little bit uneasy and and I was disappointed. You know, I'm great, great mate with you and, and a business partner. I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't go back to the two people, the professionals in the industry who who had done a good job of this previously. But you know, that by the wayside, great hosts of a TV show as opposed to industry professionals who are providing some educational guidance um, to some to, to some buyers and making sure that they make a good property purchase. Now, the other thing is that most states require anyone who's providing advice on price negotiation, you know, bidding at an auction on someone's behalf. You have to be licensed in that state. So I just do hope that the, you know, the the uh the crews have made sure that the appropriate license are in licenses are in place and and that's all above board. But for me, I think the other thing is I don't see any local experience being shared in the in the show. It's more about what do you like and not like. And you know, there was a one particular property I know it had a flood risk um and that wasn't raised. So the due diligence isn't part of the process or even mentioning that there should be some due diligence isn't part of the process. Um, and any advice on pricing uh you know what I observed was that um the buyers are asked, what would you like to pay? Um, and then that offer is just simply given to an agent and uh, and then they sit back and wait. And I think that 
what what I would like to make sure is that people don't think that's the way to do it. Um, because as we teach people in in your first home buyer guide, there is a real process and a robustness about the step-by-step process that you need to go through. And what is simplified on television for entertainment is not what I would say that any buyer should take as any kind of guidance on what you should do in purchasing a home. Look, it's a good point. And and the thing is, and I'm just remembering back whilst you're saying these things, and I'm recalling, you know, the the the, the decision that Bryce and I both made was that we were going to approach this and give these our contributors, that's what the, the television name for the people looking to buy a property are on the show are called contributors, that the contributors were going to get the same level of assistance that they would had they come to our businesses. And so we we both made that decision. We had an ethical decision that we made and and we weren't going to compromise on what they bought or the advice that we gave them or the due diligence that was done, the pricing research, the way negotiations were handled, all that sort of stuff. Now, certain bits of that were might be slightly hammed up for television, you know, some of the negotiations. And a lot of that would have been say, on the floor, on the cutting room floor. Oh, absolutely. All the boring stuff, totally on the cutting room floor. Like, let's face it, no one was going to, nobody was had a camera focused to me while I was doing the price research, put it that way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even at the auction, you know, when we, we bid a, at a number of auctions and, I actually think there'd be a great show just on on just deconstructing auctions. But you know, nobody was was there really trying to work out what what the um what the strategy was and and all the tedious bits, right? So they they don't make for great television, let's face it. But the thing was that we did do it, and we also went in our um what we did our pieces to camera. So that's that's where the the host will talk to the camera. We would want we wanted to draw in educational things into those pieces to camera. So it's part of the story. We're explaining the story, but we're also always always seeking little opportunities to impart some knowledge at the same time. So maybe that's why we were too boring for Channel 10. But you know, it's funny actually because um Peter, um Peter Madison, who's the host of Grand Designs Australia. You know, he he does his massive soliloquies, you know, explaining the pros and cons of various design choices and all the rest of it. And I was always a bit jealous that he could totally wax lyrical about, you know, and be a little bit more um, critical of the designs that he was, you know, following the process of the build. And our, our executive producer or EP used to always say to me, but Veronica, you've chosen these properties, so you can't be too critical, you know. <laughs> So there's always this debate that went behind the scenes as to how can we support the contributors to buy a really good property at the same time as fulfilling the the producer's objective of making good television. So, but we had the the wonderful, I guess, um, Foxtel was supportive as as a platform was supportive of that, and it fit well, you know, within their sort of lifestyle. Uh, their lifestyle umbrella um, to have that approach, and I and I tell you what, when I knew it was going free to wear, and the producers did talk to us beforehand, so we were aware of it. But you know, I could just imagine they're going to be wanting to get you know people being flown in with helicopters and all the wham bam stuff. You know, that that's much more glamorous than the the sort of more tedious, low key way we went about buying property for people. And I just think that that's the important lesson is to remember this is pure entertainment. There's no lessons to be learned in there. That's what I'm guessing because I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that's not, you know, I'm not disparaging 
um, the format on the or the host. What what I think I'd like to people to take away from this podcast is this is not this show is not an education in how to buy property, and and that's the big difference. Is it is a really enjoyable TV show that has a really relatable co- really relatable content because you know lots of people are going through that process of of buying, um, but it's also really fun. I think to to look at houses for some people to actually have that opportunity to go look. They get to look at three houses. We get to see the insides of those houses and their reaction to them and and um and those little behind the scenes conversations that people have when they've been through a property and go oh but what about the main road you know <laughs> so that that's that's enjoyable and there's aspects of that that a lot of people um would really engage with and um you know I, I think sometimes there's been a couple of times that my partners looked at me and said you look like you're squirming and you want to say something and I go yeah but I've just got to remember that it's just fun but it's not education. It's funny. It's, that's called property porn, where where basically people love to, you know, Google at other people's houses. Um, <laughs> what is sort of interesting, and it's one of the reasons I can't watch these shows anymore, to be quite honest, because, you know, I guess I know a bit too much about what happens in the back end, but also I'm a purist, you know. As much as I enjoy the entertainment, or, or no, I don't enjoy that entertainment, as much as I appreciate that that's what the goal is to entertain people. I no longer find that entertaining because all I do is see the holes in it and it just annoys the crap out of me. So I'm a little sad that the legacy has not been continued with with that show because the name, you know, accounted for something. But at the same time, I get it. Well, you and, and Bryce were synonymous with that name and and now there's, there's a really different um, way of looking at it. Well, they dropped Australia from the end, so it's actually still a different show. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> There's the technicality for you. Yeah. But look, it's not the only television show. I, you know, I, I have watched a number of other new series. Uh, I mean, what's nine? Would it be the last series we did was in 2014, I think. So it's, it's some, you know, it's got some. It's a few years back now. Don't look um, at the prices on those properties, people. If you if you if you get off this and go, might have a look at that. Just don't prices do not relate. The first series, <laughs> I think we had budgets of three hundred thousand. I mean, my God, oh, wow. um, I know, crazy. But um, you know, so I do every now and then. I do watch one or two episodes of a new real estate show. But honestly, I've lost the enjoyment. So if you can still watch these, enjoy them, and just take them for what they are, and don't. Th- don't take any of it seriously, but you can enjoy it, then go for it. (laughs) Couldn't agree more. In this episode, we've only touched on a tiny part of the huge amount of things you need to know to become an educated first home buyer. There is so much more for you to do. You can learn all of the steps in the right order and avoid all of the mistakes that others have made in our 10-step online course for first-home buyers. If you'd like to learn more about the right process and avoid making rookie errors, become an educated home buyer. Head over to the website, check out your first home buyer guide, the course that we have created for you. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you've liked what you've heard today, please give us an iTunes review. It helps other people find us. And of course, I know it's a bit cringy, but we're going to ask for five stars. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you've found this really useful. And if you have, please share the love with others who you know are in the same boat. We'll be back next week with more priceless stuff.